Okay, happy Mother's Day, everybody. So good to see you here. I tell you what, though, Marilyn, you can't pull the wool over my eyes. I'm way ahead of you. I want to honor Marilyn. Take a moment in this service just to say, this lady is the mother of this house. Her and Pastor Luke founded this church. I have spent, she said, I've known her since I was four. It's true. And I've spent many holidays at her house playing. And um, when I was a little girl, I used to go and spend a lot of time. And Pastor Luke used to make fun of my Cabbage Patch doll. Uh, but I'm over it. Um, <laughs> but we just, wanna, we just wanted to honor Marilyn today from all of your spiritual kids, uh, from all of the many, many people that over the years you have inputted into, that you've prayed for, um, and just that you have loved on and supported. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for you. And uh, we just want to say thank you for being the mum of this house. We want to honour you on Mother's Day today and just let you know how much we love you. And uh, we're just, um, just praying for you and Luke as you um, step into new seasons in your life. And uh, we hope that you get spoilt today by your kids and um, just know that you are spoilt by all of us. So come on, church, can we just stand to our feet and honour Marilyn today? You can't trick me. Fantastic. All right, I've got one more surprise. Okay, and all the girls are gonna love this because today, for 24 hours only, there is a sale happening, and it's not happening at Botany Town Centre. It's happening right here. We have got replenished tickets going on sale today, 24 hours. It's a flash sale. It's happening real quick, and if you don't get in, you'll miss it. So please make sure you register for replenished today because it won't be this cheap again all the way up to conference. You're gonna save yourself. I don't know how much the percent is, but you're gonna save yourself some big dollars. Uh, so I wanna encourage you, go out and see the team. I'm telling you, I promise you, Replenish this year, I am, I'm so excited about. I cannot tell you how incredible it's gonna be. There's some things, really special things happening in our Replenish this year, and I'm just so excited, and I, I really pray that you get along. You could buy a ticket for your mom. You could buy a ticket for you and a friend. In fact, if you're a man in the room, you go buy a ticket and give it to your lady and or your mom or your sister. You will win massive brownie points. I'm, I'm just giving you a tip, all right? So make sure you go and get the replenished tickets sorted. Uh, I'm gonna bring a message today, and it is Mother's Day, and, uh, but this isn't just a message for mums, and it's not just a message for ladies, but it's a message for every single one of us. And it's a message that I hope will help you in, uh, in circumstances and situations that sometimes we find ourselves stuck in. And uh, the verse that we are focusing our whole morning around today, and our whole day being Mother's Day, we've got a theme going, and it's, the theme is, is dwell. And the verse that we've chosen across all our campuses to focus our attention on today is Psalm 91, where it says, the one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. Before I start, let me pray. Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for every person in the room, mums, daughters, sisters, friends, aunties, and everyone else surrounding them. Lord, we thank you that you are here with us. And God, I thank you. You've got a unique word for us. And I pray that each of us as individuals would be able to see where it is in our lives that you want us to apply this word. 
God, open, your, open our eyes to it today. Bring your word alive in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, when Steve and I first got married almost 14 years ago now, we found we had to find our first home, didn't we? So a little flat we found in Howick, just a two-bedroom, tiny wee unit. And we got married in spring, so through spring and summer, this house was just perfect. It was a perfect little home to start our new life together. That is until winter hit. How many of you know what it's like to live in a home where you have to brace yourself for the harshness of the winter season, right? Well, this home became a cold, damp icebox. I'm telling you now, the walls, and I'm not exaggerating, right? I sometimes exaggerate. I'm not exaggerating now. Water was dripping down the walls. The wallpaper would bubble because there was moisture coming through underneath it. Our clothes would stay damp. We couldn't, even, we couldn't dry anything on the clothing racks. Everything would stay damp. If we did manage to get it dry, it would end, go back into the drawers and the wardrobes and it would come out damp again. Like this house was so damp and so cold. And the worst thing about it is that when we got sick, we couldn't recover. We just continued to keep getting this whole winter long. We were just sick after sick after sick because of the mold and the damp in this house was causing us to become sick. Have you ever lived in a house that's made you sick? The theme of this Mother's Day is to dwell. And when you look up that word dwell and you look up its original translation and the root meaning behind it, you find this. By application, it means to remain to settle, to abide, to inhabit, to endure and establish. It means to stay or have one's abode, to make a home in. Interestingly enough, this word dwell also means to marry. The word also means to sit down in quiet, to think or speak at length, to think at length about something, to meditate, brood over, or become preoccupied with. And in studying this passage and this word, I began to ask myself the question, I wonder how many of us find ourselves dwelling in places that make us sick. Let me show you. We set up house, don't we? And we decorate, and we put things out. But sometimes we choose to set up our home, our place, our place of residence, our abode, sometimes we choose to sit down in and dwell in stuff that's actually gonna cause us to become sick. We set, up our, we set ourselves up in stinking thinking. And we can surround ourselves with things in our thought life. We can sit down in places that are gonna cause negativity and defeatism and toxicity to come. We can meditate, brood over, or become preoccupied with thinking, with thoughts of fear and worry. We can allow ourselves to set up a home, to literally set up a home in insecurities and in self-doubt and in worthlessness. Well, listen, we can marry ourselves to, we can commit to and submit to thinking that is to do with gossip and false accusations and control and manipulation. Isn't it true how easy it is to find ourselves residing in places that are surrounded by rubbish thinking, stinking thinking that's gonna cause us to become sick? And it's easy for you, isn't it, to sit out there and look at me sitting in here, surrounded, living in my own rubbish, right? It's easy for you to sit there and identify what my problem is, right? 
how hard is it and how often does it happen that we miss our own mess that we are dwelling in, right? Like, you know what it's like when you go into a place, into a room, and at first you enter and maybe there's a funny smell in the room. And when you go in there, in the first instance, you're like, oh, there's a weird smell in this room. But the longer you stay, the longer you dwell, the less you seem to notice that smell. And it isn't until someone new comes in the room and goes, oh, there's a funny smell in here. And you say, really? Oh, I can't smell it anymore. Or when you move into a new house and you notice the paint chipping and you notice there's a little bit of something up there and you notice the curtains falling down over there. And at first you're like, oh, that annoys me so much. I need to change it. I need to fix it. I need to get it sorted. But the longer you stay in a room, how many of you know this is true? The longer you stay in a place, those things just begin to blend in, don't they? They just seem to, they become unseen after a while. Listen, what we refused to tolerate before we have now began to tolerate in our lives. Some of the thinking and the negativity and the self-doubt and the insecurity and some of those thoughts that are causing us to become sick, that we are tolerating that we should be learning to eliminate. Too many of us have began to settle and tolerate living that will cause us to have stinking thinking and become sick. What did Steve and I have to do to get out of that place that was causing us to become sick? We had to pack up and move on out. We had to find a new residence. We had to change our address. We had to move house. Some of you, it's time that you moved house today. Some of you need to find a new place to dwell. I've got three places I wanna share with you today just really quickly in the time I have left. Three places that I believe we need to begin to change our residence to. We need to make a home in these places instead of in some of this place that's gonna cause us to become sick. Number one, we need to dwell in wisdom and truth. We need to dwell in wisdom and truth, not gossip and false accusation. We need to make wisdom and truth our abode. We need to abide in those things. We love to talk about our problems, don't we, church? Oh, we love to talk to everybody about our problems, right? Like, we'll talk to our friend, we'll talk to our spouse, we'll talk to the, the, I tell you, who's a good person to listen to the problems is their hairdresser. She's a great person to listen to. We tell all about our problems to the hairdresser. We tell our pastor, we tell the person at the front in the prayer ministry. Well, we're gonna tell the doctor because we go to the doctor. So we'll tell the doctor and then the lady on the way, she's a nice lady. We'll tell the lady on the way out when we go and pay. We, tell, we even tell the man who comes, the Uber Eats driver, you know? I mean, poor fellow, he's just coming to drop off your McDonald's and he gets the problems. We love to talk about our problem. The problem is when we talk about our problems, we're failing to go to the one who can bring wisdom and truth to the problem, right? We go, the problem with talking about our problems is that the more and more talking and we talk and we talk and we talk and the more and more we talk and talk and talk, the longer we dwell in that thinking. The longer we dwell in the thinking about the problem. Too often we take our problem to the enablers instead of taking it to the God who is able. And we have got to make a decision today to choose to dwell in the Word of God rather than in the Word of adversaries. We need to choose today to dwell in the Word of God rather than in the Word of others. Number one, we've got to dwell in wisdom and truth. Number two, we've got to dwell in trust. We've got to make trust our home. We've got to make it our home. When um, 
a, a number of years ago, Steve and I and my brother and sister and my cousin, we went on like a cousin's trip um, down to Taupo for a wee holiday. And we just had dinner and the sun was going down, so it was kind of that dusk time. And we went for a wee walk and we kind of stumbled upon a carnival. And this carnival had all the lights going and the creepy music. It had all the rides, like the Ferris wheels and the merry-go-round. And it had the games where, you know, like you throw the, the thing into the cow, uh, cow. I was gonna say cow, I meant clown. The clown's mouth and all those types of things, right? And we go into this thing. And the creepiest thing about this carnival was that we were the only ones there. It made us feel so uneasy. Like, that's gotta be super airy, right? To go into this weird carnival with the weird carnival music and be the only ones there. Like, what, are we entering into some weird movie right now? Because this is creeping me out. But we went on this ride. It was probably our mistake, shouldn't have gone on the ride. We went on this ride called the Gravitron. And it was a circular ride. And you jumped in and you stood along the outside, like with your back against the wall. You didn't get strapped in. You didn't get strapped in, right? The, this ride began to spin. And the faster it spun, the more sucked onto the side of the wall you got. You couldn't even lift your head, like you were so stuck to the side of the wall. And it got faster and faster and faster and faster and the lights are spinning around and the music is creepy. You can imagine how freaked out we're getting in this ride. I'm starting to think, is this ever gonna end? Is this ride gonna stop? And then I look at the guy in the middle, the operator, the carnival operator, who I tell you what, it was like, it's like all the creep, if you can imagine a creepy carnival operator, that was him right there. The scariest person to be operating this ride ever. He creeped me out. And I'm looking at him going, is he even in control? This thing is spinning out of control. And I'm thinking, can I even trust this guy with my life? All I wanted to do was be like, stop the ride. But I couldn't even get a word out. It was so bad. And it was so hard in that moment to not try and grab a hold of and take control of the situation that was spinning wildly out of my own control. When your life is spinning out of control, it can be really hard to trust that God knows what He's doing. It's really hard to let go of your loved ones when you don't know how that circumstance is gonna turn out. It's really hard to let go of the finances and trust Him with your health and trust Him with your circumstance. It's the hardest thing, but I love in verse two of our passage, it says in Psalm 91 verse two, it says, say this to God, God, you are my refuge. I trust you and I'm safe. God, you're my refuge. I trust you and I'm safe. God, you are my refuge, I trust you and I'm safe. God, you are my refuge, I trust you and I'm safe. If we can speak those words, we can shift ourselves from dwelling in places that are gonna make us sick to dwelling in places where we can trust in the Father. Number three, third and final thing, the band can come and join me now. We need to dwell in peace. Make peace your home. Make peace your residence. Abide in his peace. Mums, you know that feeling, don't you, when you get to the end of a day and the kids are in bed and you make a cup of tea and you sit down in your favorite comfy spot. You know that feeling, don't you? It's that feeling of, oh, I've made it to the end of another day and everyone is in one piece like the celebration moment. It's such a beautiful feeling, isn't it? And the dishes might not be done. And the lunches for the next day still have to be made. And the washing is still piling up for that, but for that one beautiful moment when your kids are sleeping and your, the tea in your hand is still hot. 
It's the most beautiful feeling of peace, right? And you may have been screaming at your kids three hours earlier, but as they sleep like angels, you love them, right? It's that feeling of peace amidst the chaos. It's a unique gift that God gives to every single one of us. And that is the gift that we get to remain in when we choose to dwell in His peace. You still may have the circumstance sitting on the bench, right? You still might have that issue piling up in the laundry. But in in moments when we choose to dwell in Him, we get to journey those through with peace, even in the chaos. Peace, not fear and worry. Peace, not turmoil. Peace, not burden. Peace. Philippines 4 says, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let your petitions and praises be shaped. Shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns before you know it. And this is the peace I'm talking about. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle down on you. It's His peace. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the centre of your life. Church, I don't know what you are dwelling in right now, but I believe that God wants each and every one of us to take stock of our thinking, of where we find ourselves, ask ourselves, am I dwelling in His wisdom and His truth or have I given over to what everyone else is thinking? Do I dwell in His tr- in trust or am I consumed with having this, with feeling like it's out of control and I just don't know how it's going to turn out? Do I dwell in peace or am I consumed with fear and worry? Let me pray for you. Father God, I thank You so much that we can dwell in you. It's a gift that you give us, God, that even in the midst of our circumstance, we can find ourselves in a place of security and safety and protection under the shadow of your wings. And God, I thank you that that gift is available to every single person here. Lord, I pray that they would find a way to dwell in your wisdom and truth, to dwell in your peace and to dwell in trust. Father, I pray that you would help us shift, shape and change and transform our hearts and our minds to in a place where we're dwelling in the shadow and the protection of our almighty God. Amen. Church, I'd love to pray one more prayer with you this morning. Um, I don't know what brought you to church today. I don't know uh, what drew you in these doors. Maybe someone invited you, maybe... You just decided that I'm going to go to church today. And I don't know why you're here, but I do believe you're not here by accident. I believe you're here because there's a God in heaven that loves you. He loves you so much. And the truth is this, that we all are guilty of this thing called sin. We all mess up. We all fall short of God's standard. And our sin, it separates us from God. And God, in His amazing grace, did this wonderful thing and he sent his own son Jesus to a cross. He died on that cross and he conquered death in the grave and he rose again. And when he died on that cross, he took upon himself what you and I would do for our sin. And he extends to every one of us here today 
not condemnation, not judgment. He extends to you His grace. Forgiveness for all your wrongs, all your past, your guilt, your shame, all your sin, forgiven. He gives you a brand new life that begins right here, right now. It's called being born again by the Spirit of God. He comes in and gets to work on the inside of you and makes you a brand new person. You get to walk into these great plans that He has for you. God has plans for your life. You're not an accident. You're not a mistake. God's got plans for you. He wants to bless you. And you get this great promise of eternity in heaven with Him. And I want to invite you today, if you're here and you don't know Jesus, maybe you've never made a decision to follow Him. Or maybe today you're here and you've known Him before, but if you're honest, you say, man, Steve, my heart isn't right with God. I'm not right with God. I'm not walking with Him. I want to invite you to pray a very simple prayer with me. It's a prayer of surrender, inviting Him to come in and giving Him control of your life. I'd love to invite everyone in this room just to bow your heads and close your eyes just for a moment, just out of respect for the person next to you. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, but you want to, or maybe you're far from Him today and you need to get right with God today, can I invite you to pray a very simple prayer with me? You don't have to pray it out loud, I'll pray it out loud, but you just pray it with me, you pray it in your heart. But I want you to make it your prayer. I want you to be serious. I want you to say, Steve, this is my day. This is my prayer. That's you. Pray with me now. Just say these words. Say, God, today, I surrender my life to you. I know that I've sinned. I know I've messed up. But I believe that Jesus, you died for me. So right now, I ask you to forgive me of all of my wrong. I turn from my old way of life and I turn now to the life that you have for me. I choose from this day to place you at the center of my life. Come in and make me brand new today. In Jesus' name. Just with your eyes still closed and head bowed. If you prayed that prayer this morning, I wanna say that I'm so proud of you. As a church, we just think that's the most wonderful and amazing thing you could ever, ever do. That's not the only step. I'd love to invite you to take one small step of faith. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna count to three. And if you prayed that prayer, either for the very first time or maybe you're coming back to God today, I want you to be really brave. When I get to three, and I want you to put your hand up nice and high. Now, I'm not doing that because I'm gonna embarrass you or call you out or stand you up or anything like that. What I do wanna do is encourage you to take one little step of faith. I'll acknowledge your hand, I'll see it, and you can put it straight back down. If you prayed that prayer this morning on the count of three, one, two, three. You put your hand up nice and high right now. Awesome, God bless you. I see you, yeah, right down the back, right down the back. I see you there too. On the side over here, I see you on the front, up here, man. Up on the mezzanine, I see you guys up there too. Amazing, amazing. Anyone else think, Steve, that's me? I prayed it, I meant it, I wanna know him. I got you on the mezzanine too, my man, that's awesome. Incredible. You can put your hands down now. God, we thank you so much for what you're doing in this place. We thank you for those lives now that have been transformed, not just for now, but for eternity. We give you honor, we give you glory, and we give you praise for them. Bless them now in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, put your hands together for those people that just said yes to following Jesus. Amazing, amazing. Listen, on your seat right now, everyone in this room, on your seat there's a little orange 